What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Under the Tailgate Tent, a college football and sports podcast presented by Winsipedia. Winsipedia.com is college football history visualized with overviews and team comparisons using all-time records and historical data. And be sure to check out their new line of custom-designed college football t-shirts and posters. And now for the Under the Tailgate Tent podcast. All right, and welcome to Under the Tailgate Tent, Season 2, Episode 2. Today we are kind of recapping the Auburn-Akron game, talking about what we saw, and then we'll talk a little bit about the SEC, and then we'll preview what we're looking for for the rest of the season. So I, I will kick it off, Brett. I went to the game. I, uh, I braved the drive. and went with my brother. We went uh, first football game in person in about a year and and I got 80%, I mean, probably halfway through or the end of the year, the year before. But uh, a couple things jumped out at us. Uh, first off, I don't know what you thought, but I have not seen as well-coached Auburn team in a long time. What did you think of how they were coached? Um, well, it's really easy. It's really easy to um, jump to a conclusion um, coaching wise, I think when we're playing Akron, I think that's pretty much what everyone on Twitter was saying, but I, I tend to agree. Like, um, I noticed some people talking on Twitter and I, I would have never noticed it if it wasn't pointed out to me, but, um, I, I remember we kind of always referred to, at least at the beginning of his tenure, Malzahn's, um, you know, offense and kind of that thing as like, uh, organized chaos, like, subs and everything like that but i think the number one thing that i recognized was like everybody seemed calm on the sidelines which is really something we've never seen before and i I don't know if you saw the same thing but i thought that was like the number one thing that jumped out to me was like everyone seemed very composed and organized which was kind of a breath of fresh air yeah you saw my talking point that i hadn't got into which was of course we look good because last year all we played was SEC teams and all of a sudden we play a non-SEC team and uh, stats are off to the roof. Uh, there are a couple things I was looking for. One, I think I mentioned in my blog and predictions, I wanted to see Bo Nix's feet. That was the thing I was watching more than anything else and I saw him kind of bouncing on the balls of his feet. I saw him you know, moving, kind of shuffling. You know, By no means did he look like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady managing the pocket, but there was a pocket. He stood in it, he delivered, and he set the single-game completion record. So, by all accounts, just a great performance by him. Yeah, I I, I think comfort, like comfortable was probably the biggest takeaway, like big, the number one word I would associate with the way that Bo Nix looked. Now, is that because Akron is terrible and they couldn't get any pressure, whatever? That's yet to be seen, but I think I think that he 
and and I was listening I was listening to an interview with him this week and and he was saying how uh, and we can get into this later but he was saying how you you see different things when you go under center and I'm wondering if that has helped him with his progressions um throwing the ball you know knowing where to look when he catches the snap rather than the field as a whole or his first option and then kind of panicking but um yeah, I, I really, really liked the way he looked, um, and it seemed like nothing was really – we didn't really have to force anything. It seemed like everything was kind of there, and he just had to execute, and, and he did. So I, I really did like what I saw. Um, 20 for 22, both of them were drops. Well, one of them, one of them was kind of over the shoulder, out of bounds, but that one up the seam was definitely a drop. I, I, I don't think he could have looked better, to be honest with you. It wasn't a great Akron team, but I don't think that they were miserable. I, I don't know what to think of them just yet. We'll be interested to see what they look like the rest of it. Uh, rest of the passing game, big thing that jumped out to me, a lot of tight ends. I mean, John Samuel Shaker, everyone talked about, I mean, basically matched last year's season catch total, but he looks like a like a player. Looks like he's he, something. He, and, and he tied for the most... You know, I had the box score up here. He was tied for the most receptions in the game, which, I mean, that could have been a Jeopardy question during the Malls on area uh, during the Malls on era. What what tight end led the led the team in receptions one game, whatever. But um, yeah, I and and it's it is weird because he doesn't really talking about Shanker here. He doesn't really seem like a physical specimen or anything. I don't. I don't know. He was just open. He caught the ball. It was great. We kind of talked about that last week. Just catch it when it gets thrown to you, and good things happen. I noticed that the coaches. There's not a lot of smoke in preseason, so they said you know Bo Nix is ahead of TJ. They said that they said TJ was getting better. I saw that Bo Nix was better than TJ. It, it, it came clear. The other thing that they said was that Shedrick Jackson had, you know, really emerged, and I think we all saw that Shedrick Jackson can play; that he's he's a, a legitimate starter right now. I agree, and and my I, you know, I'm a nerd. Um, past couple of years, I kind of jot down things that I like to see week one, and and my note says that you know he is Bo Nix's number one target right now. I think that's kind of obvious. He, he was he was the first guy Bo looked at all night. He was the first target, and you know he went back to him. So I, I think that early candidate for the quote unquote guy that we were talking about maybe Shed Jackson, like you like you mentioned. I haven't given up on John Terv- John Tavius Johnson yet. He he looked good. He caught that one ball. Uh, kind of Javar- you mean Javarius Johnson, right? Javarius Johnson. Yeah, he he looked so good on that. Uh, that long pass well Bo put it right on him but that was awesome he's so athletic and he was the punt returner like we talked about too which I thought was kind of cool so pocket looked good pocket looked uh crisp we got to give props to the o-line I mean they're under they're under a microscope they looked really good week one so yeah by all accounts this offense I, I thought about it and I guess this is my hot take um I really thought about this Auburn offense compared to every Auburn offense I've seen, and I tried to think about which one it compares to the most because uh, it didn't look like a Melzon offense at all. Uh, it looked completely different. It felt to me most like 2002 Bobby Petrino when he was our offensive coordinator. Everything was just very crisp. Everybody was lined up. Or, you know, 
quarterback has progressions. Um, you know, there's no wasted motion. Um, kind of strange to see no jet sweeps or anything like that, but that, that's my hot take. The closest thing to Bobby Petrino. Yeah, I, I think we looked good. Um, I, I kind of like the mixed look. Um, I think we got a lot of good angles, um, you know, out of the hand and stuff. A lot of things for the defense to look at off rip. Cause I mean, if we're being honest, like neither of us played football, but it's pretty easy to kind of associate with the same, if you show the same look over and over and over again, and, 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 you know, we talk about it every now and then, but like there were times when you could literally see what we were doing just by how we were lined up with, on, under Malls on. And I feel like that was a big difference in the way, you know, multiple looks matter. And I feel like we saw that at least, I mean, it's Akron, but at least we saw, you know, different sets and different personnel and formations and, you know, ball ball coming out of the hand different directions. So. I don't know. It was it was entertaining for me, at least for the the first half. You know, I agree with you. I um, I, it reminds me of 2010. We played Arkansas, and I remember on the drive home they were interviewing um our cornerbacks coach, and basically they told that Josh Bynes was our middle linebacker, and Arkansas kept throwing this one play, which I think was a post, and they told Josh Bynes like, "Hey, just a little bit deeper, just you know, just." get a little deeper next time they line up like that, and you'll be able to get the pick. And that's the play that we won on is he, he got a pick on, um, you know, they kept running that same play. Mm-hmm. And they had success on it earlier. Yeah, it was Ryan Mallett. Yeah, right? it was Ryan Mallett. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. On to the defense. Um, the biggest can thing I, Can I say out. one more thing about uh, the oh, offense? Yeah, go for it. Um, well, two more things. One's kind of a joke. The other is definitely a talking point that we talked about last week. It's like clear, unless they redshirt him, like Jarquez Hunter is very good, right? Like, he's no, there's no redshirt for him. There's no redshirt. They need him. He was electric out there. He he averaged 12 a pop. He was, he was so good. I, I really liked what I saw out of him. And he is a true freshman, so if... There's somebody else we got back there. I guess they could use this as a redshirt game, but he looked like a weapon. He he reminds me of when I played NCAA football on Xbox 360, mm-hmm. where you, you get just this, boost like, the speed up. Yeah, or you had this like four star that had, that ran like a four point one nine, and like you know they couldn't do everything that say the five star could, but that's what Jarquez Hunter is. Like he's mm-hmm. he's not a complete you know NFL prospect. He's a little short. I don't know how he has I mean, hands and all that kind of thing, but like, as far as just getting out in space and running fast, that's what he does. That's, he's he's like a little Maurice Jones true. I agree. I, I'll tell you what, Corey Grant was in the league for a good a good a lot longer than we thought he would be. So there, some some offenses could find a quick fix for that. But, but yeah, I, I mean he he looked really good. Um, didn't even know his name going into this, and and he was apparent that he was he belonged, and so that is something I. I'm looking forward to maybe seeing a little bit more. Um, I think it's no secret, and and we talked about it too. Like Sean Shivers, obvious number two, and we don't really need to get more into that. But Hunter looked good. Okay, yeah, a second, a second take. Oh yeah, and then my other, my other takeaway from the offense is that ankle socks Bo Nix is different. <laughs> I don't know if that's why we liked his feet a lot more because we saw more of his legs, but he looked, he was, 
it, I don't I don't know. I just I just thought that was funny. He he came out there. He looked very comfortable. Yeah, my brother was pointing out that the, the current look now is the crew socks, the pit viper sunglasses, and the uh, the the Brian Boswell haircut. <laughs> and as somebody who was like the, the next uh, generation after that, it just boggles my mind because I just thought ankle socks were the coolest thing ever when they came out. Right, I agree. <laughs> I did too. And then last note here I have is we had three tight ends on the field at one time. Which, yeah, we had four. We had four. four at one yeah. Point. It's crazy. So, offense is definitely different. Fullback, though. Yeah, it's a whole different, yeah. Okay, moving on to, to defense now. Um, the guy that I think jumped out to me, I mean, I'm used to seeing Owen Papo just always around the ball. That, that And Zacoby McLean always looking good. But the guy that I was surprised Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everyone's going to say TD Mulchick. For me, Romello Height. Yep. He looked incredible. I was going to say that. I don't know if you saw this or not. Um, he was definitely the takeaway for me. I don't know if you saw this. I, I followed Tank Bigsby on Instagram, and he, he posted a story from SEC Network. And Romello Height was the third highest graded edge in the Power Five week one. And that's wild to me that Auburn has that. Or at least yeah, he didn't even week make that one. many plays. But, but that, like anybody that knows just means impact. Tell. It just means impact on the play, I'm guessing. And and he was he's all over the place. He looked very good. I guess you get the hurries and you get the yeah, the impact. But he's he's gonna get his share of tackles and stuff. He he I can't, I can't remember. Maybe like a Quentin Groves, the last time I saw a guy that young kind of so quickly getting to the quarterback consistently. Yeah, I mean, we need edge. Like, that's something we talked about in the preview is that we need somebody or we need to find – I think we have that guy. We just need to find that guy who can get pressure. And, and T.D. Moultrie obviously was the guy who got the most camera time. He was around the ball the most, but – I, I also think Romello Height was, was a, a decent highlight of the game. Also, Derek Hall looks bigger, like just bigger. He looks like a different kind of player this year to me. Yeah, and we had talked in preseason thinking it was going to be like really big bodies clogging up the middle. It looks like we're actually more of an edge team and our big bodies aren't that big. As long as it works. I don't <laughs> I don't. We didn't see Tony Fair at all. I don't know what was going on with that. Um, he was there later, but we didn't see much of him. Yeah. So. Yeah, you're right though. He he didn't he for all the preseason hype. He wasn't. He was a little bit lower. And Pegues, I think, played, but yeah, we didn't see what I thought we'd see. Yeah, it seemed like we were just getting bodies out there, and and, and this week and week eleven will look a complete will look completely different, but. Um, yeah, we just looked super athletic flying to the ball. I, I, I liked what I saw out of the defense. I thought um, Derek Mason, too, had the uh, probably had the strategy. I mean, they, they fell behind pretty quickly and had to go to passing, so maybe he didn't worry too much about getting, you know, putting on film 
some of those run stops and stuff. I think maybe he just was trying to just put pressure on on the quarterback since it was a mobile quarterback. Yeah, I mean, once we scored on, once we got the first, they started with the ball. Once we got the first stop and scored, and then we just kind of enforced our will. I think it was pretty easy game plan from there on out, just to keep everything in front of you and send everyone. But um, yeah, I uh, I think it's interesting. He's in the he's in the box. That's that's a little bit different. I know Steele was for a long time at Auburn, but at the end he was out on the field. It's kind of interesting to see the styles kind of flip around i thought that was interesting too there for a long time coordinators were always in the box and then you wanted to be on the field so you get that that camera time so you get your name out there a little <laughs> bit get that chance to the next job yeah then, and i and i also thought it was weird because you know him and bobo are both like former head coaches so i don't know it seems like they would feel more comfortable on the sideline but i don't know that's something i kind of was caught me off guard a little bit but something we're watching for will they stay in the box <laughs> right when when the the bright lights are on well that's always the first thing when the def i mean hopefully you know the defense never plays bad we won every game blah 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 but that's always like one of the first things that coordinators do while well, he's coming on the field so he can have more direct dialogue with his defense this week make sure that they're doing everything they need to do and it's always funny, but that is my least favorite between game story. I remember Scott <laughs> Leffler, twenty twelve. It was like, oh well, he's coming on the field. That way, he can see Kyle Frazier, look him in the eye. And then somebody <laughs> pointed out it's probably more so Chizik could see uh, see him in the eye, see Leffler in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> other other players that stood out to you, other stories you saw. Um, I thought it was interesting. We started a true freshman at safety. Donovan Kaufman, he looked good. Um, with how much depth we have in the secondary, it's kind of crazy that there was another guy that I just didn't even know about. Um, Pagese, I thought he looked okay. Um, that was something that we talked about last week to see how much time he would get since we were playing kind of a lesser team to see how he looked against big boys up front. I thought he looked promising, um, but... As far as the defense, it's just what we see is what we get all year, I think. I'm not saying that we'll hold, you know, every team to 56 total yards or whatever, but um, I think that, you know, kind of what we saw today is what we can expect, or not today, Saturday is what we can expect out of the out of the defense, which is just, you know, physical defense that, you know, flies to the ball. So if we're doing that, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I saw a defense that didn't have any major holes. It looked like it. Uh, it's going to be able to go through the season um, and stand up to our schedule. I felt pretty good about it. I did too. Looked good. Yep. Moving on to uh, nothing really to say about special teams. Um, we didn't see a whole lot. Uh, you know, like you pointed out, the punt returner. Look good. We've gone into some seasons without one. Mm-hmm. Anders Carlson. It's going to be weird next year, no Carlson. What are we going to yeah, do? What, what about Anders missing the first extra point of the year? That was weird. That was kind of crazy. <laughs> All right, what is your take on the rest of the uh, the SEC? So um, I was kind of – I mean, everyone knew Alabama was going to roll. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I think that – our take on LSU last week 
was like hammer to nail dead on. They are the same team as last year. It was apparent when they played UCLA. I feel even more confident about that game than I did before. Literally the only way I think we lose that game is it because we're not the home team. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, Ed O is definitely coaching for his job this year, I think. Um, LSU was like driving by somebody in the middle of the worst rainstorm ever on the interstate that's out like changing their tire. Yeah, like or, or they up. can't roll their window up. Yeah, and you're, you're, you know, some people have the time, you know, stop and help them, and we always want to do that, but sometimes you're just like, wow, God, I'm glad that's not me. Yeah, it sucks to be them. <laughs> it sucks to be them, yeah. And then yeah, uh, but- uh, as far as the rest of the SEC, Ole Miss, it, they looked really good. Uh, zero points allowed in the first half against a decent – I mean, they're going to be bottom of the ACC, but they're a competent offense and – Held him to zero points in the first half. Scored a lot of points without Lane Kiffin. I'm a little bit more scared of Ole Miss after week one than I was going into it. And as far as SEC, I mean, that's pretty much the biggest takeaway. The biggest takeaways I had, there weren't too many. Oh, Georgia. Offense looked bad. Defense looks suffocating. I think, like, if there's a year that they can beat Alabama, it's this year. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got from the SEC. LSU, worse than we thought. Ole Miss better than we thought. Georgia really good. That's Tennessee. What about Josh Heupel on Thursday? That was they scored a lot. That's a step in the right direction for them. But I don't know. I I I don't think they're a threat to the. I think the big game that we watched this week was UCF Boise State. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was a fun one. That was one that people got really mad at Auburn fans for jumping to all kinds of conclusions, but you, you kind of want to do that. Yeah, I, 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 I told my dad. I thought it was kind of weird. I was, I was very excited to watch. I could be completely different than everyone else, but I was really excited to watch Gus coach UC, UCF, and I was like rooting for UCF. It was strange. I like really wanted him to do good, but um, yeah. I, I had a weird, it. conflicted feeling. I wanted to see Boise State do really well, so that I felt good about the condition of the program Harston left. But he's not calling the play, so I didn't really care if they won. Right. And then, obviously, T. Will. You want to see T. Will be successful? I he freaking love T. Will, dude. He's. I was telling my dad. I really think that he's like gonna be the next big thing in terms of head coaching hire. Maybe not at in the SEC, but like I could definitely see him taking a job at you know somewhere somewhere big because i the 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 second half boise state offensive stats were staggering like they ucf was suffocating and i mean he he looked like he was super into it and i just i just love him he's such a good coach we think of him as young but he's i think the same age as sean McVay. Yeah, I mean, it just takes a long, a long time for some guys to get their foot in the door and get their chance to shine. And I, I don't know, man. If he can get a defense to be good at UCF, then he's definitely the guy because <laughs> they haven't had a defense that has held people under fifty for a while now. But I don't think there's any question he's going to be a head coach, and I think it's pretty soon. I agree. Okay. Thoughts on this matchup against Alabama State? 
Hopefully, it's not a lot to say, yeah. right? Hopefully, it's more of the same. I, I think that if we get a little bit, if, if if we, you know, last week we said improvement. I don't know how much Bo can improve. I don't know how much Tank can improve on what we did. Um, but you know, just more of the same. Let's you know, let's whoop them and let's get on to Penn State, who had a huge win this past weekend. So. So I said in game one, what I was watching for was Bo's feet. You know, it's an obvious one for the that's this one game and also against Penn State because that's really the real test. But what I'm watching for in this game is the sleepwalking. Or you know, we're playing the 11 a.m. game. Auburn is notorious, mostly under Tuberville, some extent under Melzon. But are we going to sleepwalk this game? Or are we just going to pull away pretty quickly and you know, it's just it, put it to bed. Yeah, I I uh I I agree with you, but I don't know if it's just like because he's a new coach or whatever. But it seemed like Harson is really dead set on week to week preparations with the stuff he was saying after the game and everything too. So I don't know. I think we'll get him up. I think we'll be. I, I don't think we'll roll out of bed like we typically do. I think shot of energy into a program like we're having right now with a new coach. It's going to be. It's going to be fun to watch, I think. So, I tend to agree with you. If there's nothing else, Harson preaches consistency more than anything. Tuberville was good for one game a year where we didn't show up. And then, you know, Chiswick, we had a whole year where we didn't show up. But under Malzahn, we, we generally, the players were playing well. There just would be games where our, we, our, our coach's preparation wasn't there. So, I'm with you on, you know, are they going to be prepared for this one and, and where are we going to be on it? Well, okay. I think that's the end of this week's podcast. Uh, Stay tuned and check in next week as we recap on Alabama State, and we'll continue moving to the SEC. Brett, thanks for joining us again. All right. Thanks, Kyle. We're Eagle. We're Eagle. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.